0: Welcome to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Listen to in-depth discussions about different legal fields and hear insights and lessons learned from practitioners across our enterprise. Chapter 42, the Judge Advocate General's
1: Legal Center and School.
0: Hello, everybody. This is Team T. Jaglitz from Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm Lieutenant Commander Parker Carlisle.
1: And I'm Lieutenant Commander Jen Schwartow.
2: And I'm Lieutenant Commander Jen Johnson. So. Starting out, Jen, what is
1: the Judge Advocate General Legal Center and School? The Judge Advocate General's Legal Center and School, or TJAGLEX as we affectionately call it, is a military law school that's run by the U.S. Army and is the only school that provides an ABA accredited LLM of military law degree. And the school includes students from the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Marine Corps, the U.S. Air Force, the U.S. Coast Guard. Um, We also have foreign military students, uh, some DOD civilians, and even some UVA law students attend the classes.
0: The whole philosophy behind the school here is that the Army selects the best judge advocates from the Army as well as the other services to teach at the school. Uh, Early on when the army created the Judge Advocate general legal center in school as in their LLM program, Uh, there was a little bit of debate within their community as to whether the best judge advocates belonged out in the field advising commanders or whether they should be at the school instructing students. Uh, Ultimately, the JAG Corps prevailed in their argument that only with the best instructors can you feel the best judge advocates in the field. Similarly, early on when this program was created, there was some debate as to whether a general officer should be running the school or whether that general officer billet would be better utilized in Washington, D.C or out in the field. Uh, Ultimately, the Army JAG Corps prevailed in their argument that having a general officer at the school helped ensure that they had the best program possible. So in the end, uh, the school was created with both a general officer running the school as well as the best judge advocates teaching.
2: As Parker pointed out, similar to the Navy JAG Corps, you know the Army JAG Corps really emphasizes education. Uh, it's very important to them, um, and we've taught how important that is during our leadership course. So the school, similar to our Naval Justice School, provides a lot of short courses as well. So that includes their Officer Basic School, which is similar to our Naval Justice School. They have other short courses, including Emerging Topics course that draws from latest experts. Um, there's the National Security Law course, the NS Willett course. There's the NCO Academy. There are courses on AI, cyber, and of course, their, their expertise is, is definitely fiscal law as well. So if you get a chance to take that course here, it's a great course to take also. Then also at T at is the Center for Law and Military Operations, which is a really great resource that's here. They are, you know, the experts that have the latest research um, and updated information on a lot of operational law issues that are occurring out in the field. So they're they're really good resources, especially when you're, you know, writing your paper, when you're researching a topic, when you're examining an issue. I think they're a good point place to go to.
1: Yeah, and a lot of judge advocates in the Navy will be familiar with CLAMO because of some of the publications that they put out, but the other departments put out publications as well. TG has desk books on all sorts of different topics, military justice, DISCA, admin law, fiscal law, op law. They even do after-action report collections, and all of this is published on their website online. So anybody who needs to access one of those desk books can get on there. And these are usually good places to start if you have no idea anything about the background of a topic that you're researching, you can always go to one of these desk books and those are usually good places to spring off from. One of the newer additions to T TJATLICS is the Leadership Center, who
2: ran our leadership course as well during this instruction. It's similar to our intermediate leadership course, but it's spread out over a longer period of time where we have speakers who discuss leadership issues and we really focus on the doctrine of army leadership. This has a lot of topics that are easily translated to Navy leadership, um, and we, we have those discussions about how our I mean, doctrines and, and leadership guidance overlap quite a bit.
0: And one of the features of Jaglets is the fact that it's located in Charlottesville, Virginia, and it's on the UVA campus, so I cannot uh, overemphasize how beautiful the UVA campus is and how wonderful a place Charlottesville is to live. So when considering t jackets as a possibility, the location is definitely one of its best-selling points.
1: And along with the fact that we're on the UVA campus, we actually get access to UVA library as part of our T.Jaglicks admission. So you can get on to a bunch of different academic websites as well, like Hain Online, and have access to all these resources that you would normally have at a graduate or undergraduate civilian institution that will help you do your research and help you with your paper, um, or just be an interesting place to poke around if there's something that interests you and you want to dig into it more. Also, um, speaking of the benefits of having UVA
2: right there and being on the campus of UVA, is that you can take electives at UVA, and UVA students, uh, UVA law students can take electives at TJAGLUX. So there, there's some cross-pollination of, of learning and, and understanding.
0: Moving on. What kind of degree do you get when you graduate from T. Jaglicks?
1: So when you graduate Jaglitz you get an LLM in military law, which again is ABA accredited. You can also
2: um, seek a concentration in in a subject matter, such as criminal law, administrative and civil law, national security law, and or contract and fiscal law. Uh, To specialize, you have to write your paper in that discipline and take at least five elective credits in that discipline, and we all concentrated in the national security law discipline.
1: Let's talk a little bit about who attends TJAGLICS. So all branches
2: of the military, um, including the Coast Guard, attend TJAGLICS, as well as the Department of the Army Civilians and Foreign Judge Advocates. It's really a large group where you can can learn um, from all of your classmates, and you leave here you know, with 120 puppets that you can give a call to, and they're they the experts and they, they know what they're doing, so it's great to leave with such a good team at, at your fingertips.
0: In addition to the uh, students who are at TJAGLICS, as was already discussed, uh, some of the electives have UVA students as well, so while they're not students at TJAGLICS, you will get some interaction with some regular law school students. Additionally, all the instructors, the professors, come from all branches as well, so you have Army, Navy, Marine Corps, and Air Force instructors, just as you have the students taken from all branches. There are a few civilian professors as well, but they were all former judge advocates.
2: So what are the key differences between Teach Aglets and attending a civilian institution? And what would you say are some of the advantages of attending Teach Aglets?
0: So I think one of the advantages is that T. Jaglitz is taught by judge advocates from every service, like we just discussed, uh, as well as a handful of civilians. And the reason this is an advantage is because you're going to have professors who just came from practicing military law right before they were instructors and will immediately go back to practicing military law. So you're going to have the most fresh perspective who are going to be able to give some very real world examples. Additionally, one of the things that I like best about TJAGLICS is that, like a normal civilian institution, it's designed to make you think at a higher academic level. But in addition to that, because the curriculum is designed by judge advocates and taught by judge advocates, it is designed from start to finish to make you a better judge advocate. Every subject and every lesson is going to be practical and is going to prepare you to walk out there and advise the commander the day you walk out the door additionally the instructors are taking a look at the current state of the world and the current areas of law that we're practicing and designing the curriculum around that for example this quarter one of the electives that's offered that all three of us are taking is china strategy and law the curriculum the way they're teaching it it's going to be a focus on law but it's also going to be a focus on what you're going to need to practice law in regards to china as part of the great powers competition also TJAGLICS offers classified courses, which you're not going to be able to get a civilian institution. So one of the advantages of these courses is you're going to be able to read classified regulations and have discussions at the classified level, both with your fellow students who may have just come from practicing law that requires them to talk at a classified level, and from guest lecturers who are going to come in from places like Cybercom.
1: And guest lecturers are actually very common at TJAGLICS and include judge advocates and general counsel who are currently practicing in a variety of locations and areas, including Navy leadership, Marine Corps leadership. We've had Rear Admiral French and Major General Lecce here. We've had Air Force and Coast Guard leadership, Brigadier General Newrock and Rear Admiral Burke came to talk. We've even had foreign partners like Brigadier General Darren Stewart from the UK, and they all came as part of the leadership elective. Within the electives, the guest lecturers are also common um, and they come to talk about their current practice and their expertise in various subject matter areas, which is really helpful when you're trying to get down into the practical level of some of these issues that we talk about in class. Also, Parker kind of mentioned this, but unlike at the civilian institutions, all of your fellow students are practitioners in military law. and they're able to help us apply the instruction to situations that we're likely to face as soon as we graduate. You can also take some of the lectures at UVA, and some UVA students take their lectures with us. So you still get the non-military perspective. They also have a 06 on tap 24, seven. We, sorry. We also have an 06 uh, We also have a Navy 06 on tap, 24-7, with over 26 years of experience. That's uh, Captain Guy Bell. And the legal center also has a 04 at Clamo from the Navy as well. Lieutenant Commander Janelle Loki. So another benefit of the school is that it hosts events
2: throughout the year. One of those events that we had during the fall semester was the 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg Trials. So there was a large Nuremberg commemoration. It went through the history of the Nuremberg Trials, which was provided by the resident historian, Mr. Borch. It talked about the Nuremberg Trials' impact on the law of armed conflict and the legacy that it left her great power competition. Some other events that you know that are throughout the year are you know we had a virtual staff ride to Yorktown with great historical le- lessons from our resident historian Mr. Porch and Mr. Let's go as well as usually is planned as planned is a trip to Washington DC where the Supreme Court is visited and CAF is visited. Um, so that's a generally a regular trip as well during the year.
0: Additionally, we talked about the fact that there's students from every branch of the military here, so you really get the opportunity to build joint relationships with these other students, uh, which could potentially help you in the future when you're doing a joint tour. You walk in the door and you see that the Air Force Judge Advocate and the Army Judge Advocate are your fellow students at the grad course. And even if you're not working with the same Judge Advocates, you're likely to have common connections and to better understand how those services work. But we also have Judge Advocates from foreign countries and partner nations Uh, specifically in our class we have judge advocates from japan korea the philippines zambia and nigeria and there's a couple of great advantages that come from this first of all we get the foreign perspective which is great especially when you're talking about international law Uh, but really through all aspects of this course it's been phenomenal to hear from our partner nations and hear how they view things how they practice the law and how they do things but additionally, moving forward, these judge advocates are likely to be the legal players in some kind in an exercise with our partner nations. So after graduating from here and you get back out in practice and you're doing an exercise with Korea, with Japan, with the Philippines, with Zambia or Nigeria, and you walk in the door, the legal advisor from the other country very well could be your classmate. The last thing I'd like to say about Teach AgLix is that the grad course has a Facebook group for this, for our grad course, which is the 69th grad course, uh, is a very robust Facebook group and we're all communicating with each other pretty regularly. Uh, I highly suspect that that Facebook group and that connection will continue well after we graduate.
2: Yeah, our, our group is pretty chatty, whether it be on Facebook, whether it's be on our Zoom chats or text chains. <laughs> we're, we all are good at staying connected, even in the virtual world.
1: Jen, can you talk a little bit about what the curriculum is like at Teach (laughs) Yes, so you you have some core
2: subjects and you also have your specialization subjects. So in the fall, you primarily work on those 1201 military law subjects. And that includes criminal law, administrative civil law, national security law, contract fiscal law. You have your professional communications program and your legal leadership development program, as well as your core scholarly paper. You also specialize in, in, in a different subjects as well. So you could specialize in criminal law, in, in contract and fiscal law, in national security law. We're all special at getting our 1203 specialization in national security law. Um, you can specialize in other areas. This specialization requires a certain amount of electives to be taken in that subject matter. So you have to take five electives in the subject matter, and you know those are available in your departments. But you can take you know any extra electives or audit courses in other subject matters as well. You can also take electives at UVA, which I, I don't think any of us did this year due to sort of the COVID environment. But that is an option.
0: And as Jen indicated, you can take electives, even if you specialize in one area of law, like we all did national security law, you can take electives outside of that. For example, I'm taking advanced administrative investigations, which is outside of national security law, but I'm doing that because I'm fully aware that this is an area of law that I'm likely to practice in a future command.
2: And, and similarly, I took a victim's rights course because that's related to my next job as a victim's legal counsel. What is the writing requirement, TJ Alex? Uh,
0: so everyone that attends teach academics has to do a writing requirement and that's done in the first half of the year. There's three different options you have. You can do the research paper or primer, which is going to be 20 to 25 pages. We all did a research paper in national security law, and that's going to be in one of those areas, national security law, criminal law, administrative law, or fiscal law and contracts. For those who choose to do the research paper or the primer, that's going to be due before the start of the holiday break, so that was due for us in early December. Uh, The second option is the expanded research paper, and that is worth – six credits it's a 45 to 60 page paper and in contrast the research paper is worth three credits so if you do the expanded research paper you obviously have more time that's due in early spring and those extra three credits that you get are going to apply towards your electives and then finally the third option is the thesis which is nine credits again those extra six credits are all going to apply towards your electives And that is going to be a 65 to 100 page paper it's due at the end of the academic year and like a thesis should it requires a higher level of thinking as well as a 90-minute oral defense
2: do you guys want to share what we all wrote on
1: so i wrote on and actually we all wrote on law of the sea um but specifically i wanted to talk about the maritime militia fishing fleet that China has, only there's a certain professor who has very prolifically written about the topic already. So I had to find a very narrow niche in which to cover that topic. So I wrote a paper about how the U.S. should ratify UNCLOS in light of the ruling in the South China Sea in 2016 with regard to how they incorporated the coal regs into UNCLOS and how that had potential implications for how we treat the maritime militia and their harassment activities in the South China Sea.
0: I wrote my paper on military activity in the exclusive economic zone. Uh, specifically how whether UNCLOS addresses that at all and what state practice has been and whether that state practice is beginning to crystallize into customary international law. And the main point of my paper was that right now, military activity is permitted in the exclusive economic zone, but there is a chance that that could become crystallized into international, customary international law, the perspective that it's not uh, permitted. And therefore, we should continue our robust ops program to prevent that from happening and again, this was written specifically to discuss how this potentially ties into the great powers competition.
2: My paper also focused on irregular vessels in the South China Sea and the classification of those vessels.
1: And I know we all just said that we wrote on law of the sea, but just to make it real clear, you do not have to write on law of the sea at TJX just because you're in the Navy. You can pick any topic you like. We just all happen to be interested in that.
0: One thing I would like to talk about with the writing requirements is that you are going to peer edit some other people's papers, and they specifically pick papers that are in a different topic than what you're writing about. So one of the interesting things you get to do is you get to read papers from different fields that you might not have otherwise even picked up and read. For example, I peer edited a paper that turned out to be very interesting about, contracting process for cafeterias in the United States Air Force. Uh, Not a topic I would have normally picked up and read about, but I actually learned a lot. Uh, And I also peer-edited a primer on what installation commanders could do with regards to their response to COVID-19, which turned out to be very interesting as well.
1: I actually got to peer-edit one of our foreign partners from Japan who was writing about essentially their version of DOMA and how they wanted to integrate... LGBTQ plus people into the Japanese Navy, and in light of the most recent ruling in Japan on LGBTQ plus issues, that was actually pretty interesting as well.
0: Are there any extracurricular activities that students can participate in while they're at Jaglets?
2: Absolutely. So, first off, this year was a bit strange because we are living under COVID, so life life had an irregular course this year. During the year, there are field trips throughout the year, as I previously mentioned. There, there's a the Yorktown field trip, there's the Supreme Court field trip up to D.C., where everyone, you know, goes up together and explores the, the historical site or the Capitol and gets to do that all together. It's a great bonding event. Um, so we did not do those trips this year, and the courts are coming down here to square everyone in, and we did a virtual Yorktown trip where our residential historian, as I mentioned, spoke to us, um, and we we discussed Yorktown at, at length. It was a great presentation. There's also youth soccer, which generally happens in the fall and in the spring, uh, but that did not occur this year. I know Parker's daughter was, was pretty upset, right, Parker?
0: She was looking forward to tearing it up there. Yeah, the field <laughs> yep
2: yeah. and usually there is a really big Halloween party at a school where everyone brings their kids families um but that did not occur this year as well we did we did some really fun zoom background challenges and and some good trivia uh, there's also speaking of trivia we have we have you know class trivia where we where we do that once a week and we're, we have a pretty good team going which we'll discuss that in a little bit um, there's the Navy birthday celebration which Parker planned this year there's also the LCS spouse club. Which is pretty active. They've had a couple events this year, but due to COVID, of course, is a little toned down. But it's generally pretty active and a good resource for spouses in the area.
1: And the commanding general really places a lot of emphasis on esprit de corps. Like for instance, with the Navy birthday ball and the Marine Corps birthday, and he has a lot of fun with that. He thinks it's important. So we actually played some pranks uh, for for the Army Navy game, which you know may have turned out better for the Army than for us. But it is a lot of fun, and uh, it, it also just sort of builds camaraderie between the branches.
0: Yes, and he really is, uh, as Jen indicated, the commanding general really does like the, the friendly competition between the branches, but also each branch representing themselves well. So when I reached out about doing the Navy birthday celebration, I got nothing but all kinds of support from the Army staff.
2: So what is the benefit to the JAG Corps of having Judge Advocates go to TJAG? Like, you know, it's not a Navy institution, it's an Army institution. What, what is the benefit?
1: I would say that it supports our community lines of effort For instance, strengthen and align legal assets, educate and train to provide targeted legal solutions. That definitely is what happens here. Everything that we do is focused on our practices as advocates and is designed to train us to be better in our field. It builds and invigorates our team, um, develops leaders. There is an entire leadership curriculum here that's very much like what we do at the ILC, only spread out over 10 weeks and full of other Thoughts and and doctrines that we don't cover. For instance, the Army is, which the Army is really into doctrine and the Navy just is not. (laughs) We also accelerate learning and innovation. This is driving innovation through the writing that we're doing, encouraging people to think deeper into topics and areas where there is uncertainty in the law, where there is room to grow. And it fosters a learning environment for everybody to feel comfortable doing that. We also leverage partnerships. We're expanding the joint and interagency relationships with our peers and strengthening our relationships with our U.S. allies and partners while we're here.
0: I think another way it helps support the JAG Corps is it helps us as individual judge advocates to really embrace our dual identities as both a profession of law and a profession of arms. So as we talked about, we are obviously studying the law. This is really helping us to better hone in on our, our identity as a profession of law. But additionally, we are doing we are working with our fellow service members in other branches. We are talking to commanders. We are participating in naval and army ceremonies and learning about our history as a profession of arms. So this really helps us to drive home both identities. It also helps us to study our core practice area, military justice, command advice, national security, and legal assistance. Every single one of these core practice areas is studied in great detail at the school, including legal assistance. Finally, it helps us to stay up to date on important topics. Uh, One that comes to mind is unlawful command influence, uh, managing high-profile cases. Both of those have been We've had both the most recent scholarship uh, taught to us as well as taught to us by practitioners who have just been practicing this. So we are literally getting the most up-to-date information on important topics.
2: You know, those things are, are critical. I feel like the benefit here is that all of us are incredibly prepared to walk into any shop, and we may not know the answer right off the bat, but we at least know where to to even more look for. We came into the school with, with our own separate strengths and, and weaknesses, and we got better at our weaknesses, and we, we know where to look and improve those weaknesses. So I think, you know, we are becoming better better judge advocates at this school, not just specializing in a certain topic, but we're incredibly. Really well-rounded in what we have learned and you know, we are we're able to go into any shop and really excel I think.
1: Parker what would you recommend to anyone who is going to be a student at TJ Aglicks So I
0: think the best advice I could give is to be thinking in advance about your paper topic and this is the advice I was given before I came here and it helped a lot. So there's some ways you can do that you can talk to practitioners and ask you know what are some issues that maybe need to be further researched. Uh, you can read blogs if you're interested in national security law. You know, Lawfare is a great blog to read. Uh, you can listen to podcasts, watch the news. Like, If you just keep your eyes open and stay engaged in the world, you will come up with plenty of ideas of potential paper topics.
1: Jen, how have you been able to stay involved and create relationships during COVID? So, being the expert, expert that I am, I decided to, to jump on
2: some opportunities right from the beginning. So, I got involved in the COVID OPT, the, the planning team for the CG, trying to help the classmates in the school navigate issues involving COVID and how to resolve those and keep the population as healthy as possible. I've also got involved in class leadership as the class XO also involved a lot of navigating of COVID issues and personnel issues uh, coming our way as we navigated those leadership.
1: We also have a Zoom trivia, that, uh, you know, one of our classmates organized, uh, and we do it online. Earlier in the quarter, we did it uh, once a week. Uh, we're about to start it back up again, uh, actually next week with a Harry Potter round. Um, <laughs> um, and we know that Parker crushes it every time. For <laughs> some reason, Parker is like the Zoom trivia genius. Yeah, Par- Parker is just like, the god of trivia.
0: I wish I could take credit for that, but uh, I got my wife sitting right by my side on that and I think <laughs> she's a big part of that, if not the biggest part. Actually, I think we all do a pretty pretty solid job representing <laughs> the Navy in that trivia.
2: There there are also lots of outdoor activities in Charlottesville. As, as Parker mentioned, how, how awesome it is to get to live in Charlottesville. There are tons of hikes. Uh, orchards for picking lots of wineries to go to and creep overall like the, if you're going to be somewhere for COVID it has a ton of outdoor activities there are also fun runs I know Jen participated in one in the fall and there was the army 10 miler as well um, that Parker participated in um, and those are also great activities for, for everyone and to get to know other people in, in our class as well
0: Yes, uh, the fun runs I think are a great example because, as you indicated, they're outdoor activities, uh, but it's kind of a mutual shared experience we all get to do. I know a lot of people in our class go hiking on a pretty regular basis. Again, you know, maintaining their six feet distance, staying outside, but getting an opportunity to build those relationships.
1: Just to kind of wrap this up, guys, uh, what's uh, one big takeaway you would like to share about Tjags and this experience?
0: So I think we've already said this, but I'd just like to reiterate the fact that, you know, this is an outstanding opportunity to come to a program that is solely designed from start to finish to make you a better judge advocate. Uh, I I cannot emphasize enough how great of an opportunity it is. And you're going to walk out of here feeling like you are ready to go on and to be, you know, that you have improved your level as a judge advocate.
1: I'll say, too, like I I wish I had actually gotten this training sooner in my career um, because there are a lot of issues that, you know, came up earlier, uh, you know, regarding fiscal law, environmental law, um, things that we we just don't get in NJS that uh, they go into depth here. Um, And I really feel like this has expanded my understanding of the areas of law that we practice and of the the uh, JAG Corps generally.
2: I I completely agree. I feel like I'm able to, you know, walk into any shop and and be able to at least know where to look for resources, know where to look for for what I need. I feel like the level of education is really just superior from what we're prepared to do in our our jobs going forward um, in in pretty much any area of the law. Um, We know how to look for what we need, Um, and I feel like I would be letting the CG down if I didn't end on this note. But yes, we all agree, go Navy, beat Army.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great Alright, thanks everybody Hope you enjoyed And I do hope that uh, you go to TJAGLICS And get that opportunity just like we did
0: You have been listening to JAG Talk A podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts Visit jag.navy.mil For additional chapters of this podcast series Thank you for tuning in